in your backyard. Gold, gold, gold. Good morning, everyone. Super Saturday. Welcome to Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, special guest, David Allen is back on from DA Properties, here to talk about the unicorns again. Do you have gold in your backyard, splitting one block into two? G'day, Mark. G'day, David. Welcome. Gentlemen, great topic. Dave, thanks for, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. Nothing like a bit of gold in the backyard. Yes. Yeah. And look, it's uh, there's been a bit of change in legislation uh, where there's more opportunities out there. It's not as easy as you think. Um, that's just come out. And people that are sitting on blocks of land. Now, big is, is, is probably going to be the key question that everyone's asking themselves this morning that's watching. How big do these blocks need to be? And maybe if we use Northern Beaches as an example, because this is... This legislation's coming New South Wales wide, Dave? Yes, Sydney that's correct. Wide. New, South, New Wales South Wales wide. Okay. Tell us more. So the new legislation uh, that has come out sits together with your local uh, council's uh, planning policy as well. So they overlay each other. So essentially you will still need to refer to your local council um, uh, environment plan, local environment plan that defines the size of blocks you need for a type of zoning uh, in order to see if you can uh, split your block in two. And you've got to read it together with the new state legislation. Now that would take a layperson uh, weeks, months, years, days, or do they need a professional to do that? Uh, I think uh, the layperson could understand their own uh, house lot size and refer to um, their local environment plan from their um, council, from the Northern yep. Beaches Council, and look at minimum lot size. And there are extracts or summaries from the um, new state legislation, a one-page summary. And I think that you should be able to get uh, a very clear understanding of what is possible. And then beyond that, that's when, uh, if if you're not an expert in that area, you could speak to your local uh, a local town planner, and clarify that further. Um, simple question: this, Where do I? Sorry, where do I find my block size if I live in a house? How would I found that find that on my council rates? Would I find that on Google? How would I know my block size? Um. If you go on to Six Maps. A public, yep, a public domain uh, site called Six Maps, S I X M A P S. Yep. Uh, Google that. It's a New South Wales or it's a government website, and you can yep. search your property. And there's a, a click button at the top with area on it, and you can define your own area. And then load website. Okay, and then local, the next step would be go to local council, you said, and look under the local LEP, in short, stands for local environment plan, and that will let people know what the block size, what what's the minimum amount of um, lots you can get to a block. Correct. So, for instance, if I've got a thousand metre square block, my minimum lot size is 450, then I've got 450 plus 450, 
450 plus 450 and 100 spare, I've got heaps of room. Correct. Okay. And the big thing about this new legislation, it is for R2 zone, a lot of it, me, uh, low density, low to medium density changes. That's the main target of this change, isn't it, David? Yes. Um, Which does impact a lot of people. A lot of people sort of assume whenever anything's changed, it's the 15 story, 30 story development. It doesn't really, it's not really irrelevant to their local area, but that's not the case. R2 zoning, I'd love to know the figure, but I'm sure it's 80%, it's probably of the um, developed areas, Northern beaches and surrounding suburbs, like Northern beaches, I believe R2 zoning is probably 90% or 80, 70% of the zoning. So this legislation does impact a lot on everyone's home so it's not one of those changes that affects one in ten and you're like whatever sort of thing i reckon it could be this could affect six out of ten homeowners or half of homeowners because it's appealing to r2 zones properties massive okay i've just Ma linked the six maps in there and then there's another one planning portal which is very handy for people at home that if you're wanting to know the zoning of your block, are you a R2 zoned house, are you mixed use, you type, uh, you go to this planning portal website, you type in your address and it will tell you simply and your, lot, and your minimum lot size. So I think a lot of people, I don't want to call it laziness, but they just don't know where to go. Um, and it is quite simple to, when you know the two websites, to dig down to find out if you have a potential unicorn um, in your backyard or you, you don't. And I think that's a, the main thing of today, trying to help people explain that it, it's not too hard to do it. There's some yeah, simple correct. things. And that New South Wales planning uh, website that you mentioned, Michael, is a really good catch-all for your initial investigation. Yep, perfect. I'm just got that up here now. So Dave, okay, so, uh, there's been legislation change. If anyone who's, who's just tuning in now, there's been a legislation change. It actually, this change is over most people's zoning, which is R2. So most people that own a house, not a unit, are affected. Now, if they go on, do the last two things we just mentioned in the show, and they find that they possibly can, they do fit into that subdivision, what's next? Uh, I think it depends on their relative experience. If if they are experienced to take the next steps, then by all means, they should do them themselves. If they're not uh, versed in um, property DAs and uh, uh, development approvals for subdivisions or potential redevelopments, then go to somewhere like Novak, see yourselves and leverage off your network of people and professionals in those areas, or if they know somebody else in property, again, leverage off those networks of trusted relationships. And call you. Let's make it simple. When you identify, and then from when you, I think identification is the biggest thing. And we discussed this when we had you on last month, David, how, how um, inexpensive it is to actually get down to that identification process. And we, we talked about how I've, we've, I've seen clients for years, generations, decades, think they have this gold mine at the end of the road for retirement and they don't. Or vice versa, they um, didn't think they had anything and they had this gold mine. So 
the identification process is huge. I think a lot more people need to do it. These assets are large and the assets have big um, versatility. Some do, and if you, if you do, then you wanna know. So once you identify, then you've got two options. You can then go, well, there's three options. You can then do the DA yourself and um, take out all that risk. And then you actually go ahead and build it or do nothing. Keep a DA generally will last five years, but if you dig a hole and commence works, um, then it, it activates and then you can sit on it for a lot longer time period. So you've got that option. Then you've got the option, as um, David said, you go to an agent, you sell it, and obviously a, a bit of the pitch will be, we've identified this is a block you can split into two. However, it doesn't have the approvals. There are, there are depending on your council and how hard it would be to obtain that DA, is, it varies on how much someone will value it. So for example, if you've got an area that it's very hard to split it into two, and when you eventually do it, it's quite rewarding with the upshot, compared to a council that it takes a month and it's quite a smooth process, like there is different values because of how long it takes and the, the, the ease of it or not the ease. Um, and then you've got the ability of them developing it. So you've got the DA do nothing, selling it with just identifying it, which is probably, it is, it's a good option, but not the best. You're not maximizing it. Um, and then you've got the build it yourself or do nothing. So. They're sort of your main options, aren't they? Yeah, and Michael, if we go back to how we work with some of your clients in the past, those three options are quite easy to put into a matrix. Option one, do nothing. Option two, get a development approval. Option three, do the development yourself as your exit points and then put against them, what's the cost to achieve those outcomes and what's the time to achieve those outcomes and what's the risk associated with it as you said you know in in different council areas and then the homeowner has got uh, a series of choices with risk profiles cost and time against them that's where they should that's what they should base their decision on because then they're fully informed yeah um, what do you think where do you think things go wrong more often in, in the development world is it when people try and do like a unit block of four to 10 for the first time? Or is it when people try and do a two house developments? Like, where do you just see coming in for their first time? What, what do you think is a bit more riskier when they're doing the house or a duplex? Because it, you know when sometimes you're doing it at such a smaller scale, you don't break through and get the builders who are doing it, I don't know, like religiously and they've got a lot of experience because they're normally, they're normally doing larger scale stuff. I just worry sometimes on that smaller scale stuff that you may not be getting the best contractors or the most experience doing it. What, what's, some, what's some advice there um, or like with doing that sort of land subdivisions and homes? Because where I get that from, some, you see some people build a home and it takes them like two years because they're just, I don't know, I think it's a lack of experience on all parts, sometimes from the builders who are a bit, yep, I'm ready to go, because it's quite easy to qualify someone if they if they can build a unit block, like what have you done? But I think uh, when you talk about a house or a duplex, a lot of people sort of just go in there saying, yep, I can do it. And there's, I just see it sometimes go a little bit it's wrong. It's dangerous, man. Dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, you know what, It's there's profit there 
Um, and Dave, you've been a fabulously successful developer on the Northern Beaches for a very long time. Um, I think it's a great question you've asked, Michael, because, yeah. you know, you, you've got, you would have seen just people with an enormous amount of profit that they're ready to realise and they erode that. They don't execute a property. They stuff it up. Uh, where what are the pitfalls? What are the what are the problems? How did the, how the hell does this happen? Because mm. I know if I have a great block of land, which is what today is about, and I've got a potential to make a lot of money, I don't want to share it with the developer. Why should mm. I? Tell us. Um, okay, so I think that you know all property owners have got some experience in the industry that they're in, and let's use your industry as an example in selling properties. When you uh, sell a home for somebody, you start with the outcome of getting uh, the best market price for the home. What do I need to do that? I need to, with advertising, promotion, digital, social, all of your promotional, and then how do I need to present the home? You get the homeowner to do all of those things. So you start with the outcome and you work back backwards and you take all the risk components out to where you are today. Development is identical. So if you're going to build a block of four apartments, what does that look like? And then how do I get there? And you step backwards from each point to where you are today. And the secret is, the pitfall is, people do not take out the risk or what do I need to do to get from point number two to point number three? They don't think it through and manage it through. And where they don't understand it, who do I need to get in so that I do get from point two to point three in this process without risk or without eroding my profit? Yeah, getting in that experts either on the building side or the planning. So do you think it's probably a little bit more on that planning side, not really having that team behind you? Um, identifying it a lot more. Well, it's various consultants and contractors that you need through the process so if you don't possess those expertise and you don't wish to share the, um, the profit with the developer, there are experienced project managers or development managers that you can get in to sit alongside you and to help oh, map, that's good idea. Yeah, right. map, okay. map out that outcome and then work backwards to current day. And they will do that for you for a fee for service. I think that's it, project managing. I think that's the one a lot of people who do their own developments. So if you look at landowner, builder, there needs to be that, pro well, in my opinion, needs to be that project manager. A lot of homeowners try and run the project themselves with no experience with this sort of vision liaising with the town planner and the architect. But do you think it's vital to have, um, especially for the, the maybe the first time developers or new, that project manager, and I think they're going to be, do you think they're going to be honest with themselves and that project manager needs to be ruthless and not in a mean way, just as in a military steps way. And if they can't do it, then they need to pay someone to do it. Do you think that's somewhere where people cut corners? Well, not like they, they don't do it thinking they can do it. And it's probably the most important step having that project manager lead. I think, um... A lot of people, back to where Mark was on, uh, Mark was coming from before, want to keep all the money and not spend any money or spend the least amount of money. And 
where you're headed, Michael's right. Sometimes you've got to spend the right amount of money to get the right outcome. Yes. And project managers don't come at a uniform rate. Depending on the expertise or the experience of the individual, project managers can come full project managers or they can come project management light. Yep. You know, they can be at a strategic level or an, an overall level. So again, depends on the nature of the project, depends on the nature of the experience and competency of the owner. But the owner should be looking at it on the basis of, I need to get the amount of expertise in at the level and I'll pay for it to take the risk out so that I don't erode my profit. Yeah. I yeah. now I just think back with a lot of owners I've dealt with, I can just see that's where people can potentially lose their profit that project manager or that that role oversees so much and i i just sort of feel that it's probably the first role to get get cut when someone's doing their own little development i can just i reckon that's where it is now just thinking back and the project and to give you an example i've got um 18 lewis street on the market at the moment which is 2000 meters squared in dy uh, if you do a on spec, if you look at what we suggested at the beginning of the show, I uh, just want to say hi to Lesio, um, say hi to Jeff Luby. If you want, if, how are you? Me, Luke. Uh, if you if you look at that block and do, go through that process that we spoke about, uh, you can actually do a potentially a block of land at the rear, potentially a block of land at the front and potentially leave the existing home. Now, the current homeowner, we've got on the market at 375 as a guide, but the current homeowner is really struggling, Dave, to come to parts with profit because if he sells this today, he has to leave a 20% profit on the table, minus stamp duty, minus agents fees, minus everything. And he's saying to me, why should I do that? And that then comes over to, and this, this gentleman's in his 70s, so it then comes over to what, you, what you've suggested as that project manager because I said to him, do you realise for you to go from A to Z on this subdivision, there's probably about 30 to 50 people that you've got to deal with? And yeah. I said, at your age, the amount of time it'll take and expertise it'll take, I said, it's better just to get someone like a project manager. And he said, no, 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 I've got a draft person who can do this. And I said, no, it's not a, it's not a draft person. I said, it's, a, it's literally someone that's, con that's consolidating all of those people. There's plumbers, there's concrete, there's, you know, there's all these people that are involved, Sydney Water, uh, Ringer Council, there's all these people involved and they, they will aggregate and, 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 systemize and work through all those people and get them all the information they need yeah they definitely undervalue it isn't it mark it's that role that's just so undervalued i reckon by a lot of a lot of people and i reckon it's one of the roles where if someone has used them after it they're like yeah or never doing a development without them again and i no. would feel when people don't use them they're like next time i do it i'm using them because you want that person to call and be like, Where's, where is that stuff? But it's 804, Mark. Anything else you wanted to say? Um, before the show? I know Dave, Dave, I wanted to have a question for Dave for the viewers. Yeah. How long would it take to, to, for the people? How long would it take 
to do a sub so say you reckon you can subdivide a block how long would it take someone with a pro like a project manager doing it for them and and if they don't do that if they do it themselves is there a difference in time uh, look a development manager or a project manager assisting them <clears throat> uh, will generally fast track it uh, unless the the individual owner is experienced in town planning um, approvals themselves, you would allow probably three months worth of work to submit a DA. And then depending on the council's volume, somewhere between three to nine months to get a development approval. So let's work a, a year. Yeah. And then, then you should have a development approval. And it's not going to be a lot less if you do it yourself. The key is with a good development manager uh, coordinating your team, getting the application to council and not getting requisitions because you haven't given the right information. Yeah, the, the right information or all of the information. As soon as it's not 100% complete, it goes to the bottom of the pile. They stop it, send it back to you and ask you to withdraw it, fix the information up and then resubmit it. And My experience in speaking with actually a lady this week uh, on a, she is uh, a first time developer in Balgala. She's now on her third DA application over four years mm. because she hasn't paid for, oh. she, she goes, I'm learning a lot. It's costing you a lot of money alone. And that, that is her prerogative, but there was a much faster way around the block, so to speak. Wow. Yeah, that's like when people look at it going, no, nah, I'm saving 10 grand. I'm not going to pay for that expert. I can do it myself. And then you go, all right, well, it's now you, it's taking you an extra three years compared to four. Your money could have been in and out. You could have, you could have, well, now looking at hindsight, four years ago was our peak market. Then you go through cycles. Like there's just so much uncertainty with that. And that's, yeah, you, when you when it goes wrong, it goes real wrong. Like don't get like I'm sure there's people out there who've done it themselves and done okay, but it's one of those things you don't know how much better you could have got as well. Or it's not one of those markets. Almost like um, it's there's no insurance. It's the same way as like when we say to a client, do you need to do that extra marketing? It's like that insurance policy um, that you've you've marketed to all markets because. It's definitely one of those things you do your DA, let's say you got it back in 15 months. It's not like there's something that comes out and goes, if you did it properly, you would have had it in nine. So you, yeah, it's hard to- Or, or a better outcome as well, because David, I, I, know, I know sometimes you guys get your whole, you get your, get a hold of a DA and you make it better. Yeah. Uh, and and people, the consultants may not have actually done that, that, that the person doing themselves is actually considering. So. You're like, hang on a sec, don't put the driveway down this side, put the driveway down that side, or don't don't make it a three, two, a two better, make it a three better, or whatever that may be. But I think that's great, Dave. Um, can you put, um, Dave, is okay if people, if they think if they've got a subdividable block, give you a call or give us a call? Could you want to call you? Okay, if we put your number in there? Sure. Yep, I appreciate okay. business, so, so I'll, I'll add the number in after. We'll whack that in there. And, and you are centric to the Northern Beaches, yeah? Correct. Okay, so anyone Northern Beaches, this is the man to call, or maybe you can tow people into some other other um, people if they're out of the area, 
and guys and girls, if you've got summer, if you've got that, but there is a big change in the legislation that Dave was talking about that's just come through at the beginning of the at the beginning of this month. Yes, July. July. So let, let keep an eye out on it and see if you've got a unicorn in your backyard. Beautiful. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.